The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Welcome once again to a Came From The Radio, the official show of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. I am here in the GHR studio with our very own Pronto Comics, Dominica Sperano. Again, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, from- I think we need to start having more controversial opinions since we have that stupid warning ahead of the show. All right, that our well, opinions are not, not uh, necessarily, but it could be reflecting. Blah, but it blah, blah, could blah. be. But it could be. But it might not be. Maybe yeah. invading Dro- Area Fifty One is a good idea. There we go. You know what? They, they can't <laughs> kill all of us, right? <laughs> well, actually, oh they, they could. They Don't could. do um, what that youngest Stark kid did. Run in a zigzag. <laughs> <laughs> zigzag formation. Zigzag formation. <laughs> so I'm Absolutely. also joined by um, our guest co-host today, which would be uh, Nathan Boo. Hello. And Rafael Tavares. Uh, it is written, Ralph. From the Bitten Apple. And uh, from uh, Parts Unknown, we haven't seen uh, Fantastic Alice the Engineer for a while, but Fantastic Alice is joining us today. I have been gone for engineer. quite a bit, but I am back. And uh, yeah. so uh, today... <laughs> no, I already used it before. Yeah, well, we're recording <laughs> yeah, now. Show. Well, that way people who missed out, they want to go to the Facebook. You know what, you're right. Yeah, we got to make them more That's and more. true. Well, quite yeah. frankly, if they actually want to be topical with us, then they should watch the Facebook Live. <laughs> Correct. That is true. I, what, the recorded shows that we're doing right now are, we, what, a month behind? Right now, we are six, I think we're six shows ahead of ourselves. So, so we're going to- really that far behind? Yeah, we, wow. don't, yeah. don't get me started. I want to slap them. We're going to take a vacation soon. Vacation yeah. time for everybody. Yeah. So you can hear the best of it came from the radio. Yeah, baby. We haven't had a chance to air. Yes. Um, uh, so like we're gonna we're gonna review something today. Yes. And by the time we review it and people listen to it, it's gonna be out of the theater. It'll be on DVD. So the okay. They get it on DVD Great. or not? Okay. Um, so this week's show, we're gonna. <laughs> Does be, anyone else feel like this is a Sisyphean effort? We're gonna be talking about the the movie Spider Man, the newest Spider Man movie. Um, Spider Man Part, the the third de- the third second Spider Man. We're gonna be talking about. Third second That's true. Second. Yeah, it is, is the a third, third second Spider Man. But if they make a third Spider Man, then that's only the second third Spider Man. Yeah. And then finally, and then if they make a the, fourth, it'll be the first. It'll be the first one. fourth. Yeah. Oh my God, that's weird math. It's gonna be some good. That's that Marvel math. <laughs> yeah. That's that Disney money math. Exactly. You can you can actually with Disney money recreate the whole mathematical system. I know, right? Isn't so, it awesome? <clears throat> and in addition to that, I also wanted to have a. Well, our uh, our co-host, uh, Cena Corruption, Charlie Saladino, was uh, supposed to be here with us. Uh, he was unable to. He make had it. better things to do. But uh, he was supposed <laughs> to bring some stuff, which we were supposed he was to play. Supposed to bring that good stuff. And we can't play it, but we're still going to talk about what Charlie and I were supposed to be talking about. Also, Wait, a little so you, that we had. Are you telling me you're going to have a conversation with the chair? Yes, I'm going to have a conversation. Well, all with right, the chair. There, Clint. <laughs> all right. So, you're going to pull a Clint Eastwood. Yes. So before we do any of that. Why are you going to pull a Clint Eastwood? Because what we have to say is important, and I promised that we were going to talk about it on uh, this week's uh, show. That, so you, make, okay. you act like people <laughs> care about you keeping your promises on this show. Well, I care, and that gives me <laughs> integrity. So that, at least that way I can say I did it, and I wouldn't be lying. Or we it has a point there. You could, you could hold off and do it for <laughs> next week. Yeah. 
no, 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 let's just talk to a chair. I'll play. He's got a plan. He's got a plan, and the plan needs to happen today. We will play next week. I mean, if it worked for Mitt Romney. Well, that's what we're going to do. Having Clint Eastwood talk to a chair. Yeah, it works. It'll so work well. for us. Yeah, so well. I mean, that'll work. You do so, know Mitt Romney lost that election. Did right? he? <laughs> <laughs> so, Wait, before we do any, before who, we do what? any of that. Who was the president before our current president? Some guy. Okay. So, um, before we do any of that, we're going to take it away with the news. The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of celebrating over 23 years, I believe now. If comic books up and pop culture next more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Their next convention will be the Big Apple Christmas Con, which is going to be ho, on ho, December 14th ho. at the uh, New Yorker. It's going to be Ooh. at the New Yorker, so they got a new location in the New Yorker. The, uh, the headliners have not been yet announced, and as soon as they are, I will uh, start mentioning that on the show. Exciting. It's basically try and find whatever celebrity that you can that has no <laughs> Christmas plans. That is so true. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's sure. what I mean. <laughs> sure. Um, Hello, rich, famous people. Do any of you not have a family that anybody, you want to see? Is anybody free? Yes. Yeah, is anyone free? <laughs> who, who doesn't want to be with your family? I, right. you know, I would like to do be any with my of, family at a con. Yeah. Um, do yeah. any of you there hate you know. your family and would rather spend two days at in the New Yorker hotel? One day, one day so in one the day New Yorker show. hotel, having uh, people who haven't left their basement or showered since the last con, probably October. So, want to you shake missed, your hand? You missed on the live show. There's actually marvelous team with axe body spray. Oh, Thank yeah. God <laughs> to make a to make a superhero. Yeah. My favorite the cosplayers are the ones that just walk around with a sign saying, "If you can afford the ticket, you can afford deodorant." But technically, <laughs> we, we talked about that before. Technically, if you can afford a ticket, maybe you can't afford the body spray. And if you can't afford a body spray, you don't have enough money for the. Yes, ticket. you can, and I'll tell you why. Because uh-uh. you didn't buy your ticket at the door. Uh huh. Ninety percent of the time. Uh huh. Everyone usually buys ahead of time. Right. Okay. Right? Yes. So. You had more than enough time to have a paycheck or two to recoup your money that you could afford the three ninety nine. It was for you know Maybe Gillette. They but then went... I won't be able to buy that new figurine that just came out. That's only exclusive at this con. Maybe they went into debt yeah, right. getting the tickets. Well then, I've actually uh, done, I've done that. This is where oh, this yeah. is where me being a conservative is right. Going, you're, you were stupid. Oh, all right. <laughs> you're really, really stupid. I saw something else that someone put up. Like deodorant is the instrument, instrument, instrument of the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Considering it's men that need it the most, I don't really think it's. If anything, it's the instrument of the matriarchy. Exactly. So, the also, views of the people on the show <laughs> so, do not necessarily <laughs> reflect. <laughs> so, also, we're going to do the shout-outs for uh, our Patreons, of which they are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Millie Portes, Kyle Horn, Dresden Media, Unji Kun, and Bree Nicholas. You know, we wow. need two more to make an yeah. even $10 a month. Yeah, actually, actually, one of them is giving us a lot of money every month. Our, our Patreon people don't get an really? applause? Really? Yeah, they 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 they're, they're the 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 third tier. Are you so they to actually the they actually get um, apparently because he's not doing anything. They actually <laughs> get the uh, the show ahead of time, so they get the show. Oh, uh, so that it's for them. Get, the yeah, show's get, topical. No, they still get it. They get it before we post it, so it's only a couple days ahead of time. But still, they get it. But so if you're on the Patreon, on you can watch it before other people. Well, if you're on Facebook Live, you can watch it before everybody else. That is but if true. You want your own copy. Sent to you, emailed to you. Then Ooh, you can do that. fancy. Um, uh, 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 yeah, so uh, let's see. Let's take a look at the news. Sad news. Great. No. Sad news department. Oh, here we go again. Actor Charles Levin's body was found this Who? week. Charles Levin. 
Oh, see, I thought you, um, the actor was Charles Levin's body. body. <laughs> <laughs> no, his body. So you should the go. The body of Charles Levin. No, no, was so, yeah. so actor, Charles Levin, his body was there found. Through I his. said Charles Levin's body. Right, but then it sounds like Levin's body is his name. Oh, right, okay. Anyway, his body Why do I have found. to teach the, the announcer? The cause <laughs> of death has yet to be released. Uh, Charles appeared in such TV shows as... <clears throat> Seinfeld, The Golden Girls, Family Ties, Tales from the Dark Side, Twilight Zone, The Facts of Life, Falcon Crest, Punky Bruce, The 37 Night Court, L.A. Law, Designing Women, Murphy Brown, NYPD Blue, and Law and Order, just to name a few. On the big screen, Charles appeared in such films as <clears throat> Any Hall, Behind the Lines, uh, Any Hall, comma space, Between Thank the you. Lines, uh, Deal of the Century, This is Spinal Tap, uh, The Man with One Red Shoe, the Golden Child, No Holds Barred, and a Civil Action, just to name a. Did few. you watch any of those? Um, let's see. What did I see? I, not not TV, movies. Um, nope. I saw Annie Hall. Oh. Um, what? Um, I saw This Is Spinal Tap. Yeah. Wow. I may or may not have seen The Golden Child. I don't remember. I, I saw The Golden Child. I remember I wanted to see it. So I don't remember if I, I actually I saw am, it or not. First of all, I am shocked that you watched yeah. Annie Hall. Yeah, that was a that was an interesting day. I saw that movie. Um, Did you accidentally see that movie? You meant to go see something un, else that was un, horrible, and you under walked unique, into that. Under unique circumstances, I wound up watching that. At, uh, under you, how do you have under unique, unique cir- circumstances? Under, <laughs> under these really weird and bizarre circumstances, yeah. Because I, I ended up at the movie. I was gonna watch somehow. Pluto and Ash again, normally, but somehow someone switched the DVD, and I watched Annie Hall. Normally, I would not have gone out of my way to. see I know this you movie, wouldn't. So have. therefore, under unique circumstances, uh, which were beyond like I was I driving down, down the, the highway. Who gave you twenty I know what happened. What um, girl wanted to watch that? <laughs> Actually, it was there was no girl involved. Um, oh, oh. I was, guy, then we don't judge. It was twenty. Bucks. <laughs> okay, yeah. It was not twenty bucks. Let me see. What was the? It was. Did someone I have think, to pay you to watch a good movie? No. What does he I not watch, watch good, good movies? I watch no, good movies all the time. Horrible movies. They're, they're awesome movies. It's terrible. Um, Pootie Tang. It's a great movie. Dirty it, Works is an awesome movie. I've now d- term, rats, made a term the mark mark culture, which is just <laughs> everything that was bad. He yeah. loves. Oh, okay. Not always. Gotcha. Not always. Clark's was a great movie. Molnar's was a great movie. Uh, Pootie Tang was a great movie. No, it's not. Uh, Pootie Tang, no, it's actually an awesome movie. No, it's <laughs> not. I could correct that. <laughs> anyway, um, da, 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 da. of note, Charles's son reported to the police that his dad was missing and he had not been heard from since June 28th. <laughs> Charles's car was found on July 12th on a remote road northeast of Selma, Oregon. His dog was found dead inside. A body was Whoa. found a day later, and it was confirmed that the body was indeed Charles's. Police are not treating the death as a homicide or suicide as of right now. He was 70. That is strange. It's horrible. Okay, then. Yes. That's why it's sad news. Yeah. That's terrible. Wait a so, minute. How are they not treating it as a suicide or a homicide? As of yet. So maybe Could it just be an accidental death. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe the dog did it. It's the dog. Uh, but the really? dog was dead. <laughs> so... Like he might have, he might have been driving and had a heart attack. Yeah, kind of, you know what I'm saying. Okay, that makes sense. The the car might have been locked. The poor dog might have like died in the car. There we go. That car. makes a little more sense. Sorry. Actually, yeah. you know what? I, I I think the dog did do it. You know, while he was Could've driving, been. the dog attacked and was like, "I'm taking you out right now." Yeah. I can't stand it anymore. So, yeah. You never told me that I was a good boy. You'll never roll down right. the window when we go on these drives. You drive me nuts. Right. The dog just, actually had to stand and just tore apart his master. Yeah. Yeah. And then afterwards, and he unfortunately, used to stand to kill he was taking a terrible yeah. turn. For, um, ye- for <laughs> years, you asked me who's a good boy, but you never told me. You never told me. <laughs> oh, my God. Die. Ah! Moving on. 
Moving Sorry. on. Yes. Wow. Derailed um, that. It's not our fault. It's hot. From the Everybody Has an Arthur Story department. All right. This is a good one. Uh, New York cosplayer Joker's Harley has called out zombie artist Arthur Soydem Soydem, eh, for swiping an image (laughs) of said cosplayer and passing it off as his own limited edition variant for DC issue number four. Wow. Uh, That's more than common. The cover, which is a limited print run of 1,500 copies, is meant to be a zombie-style homage to Brian Boland's famous cover for The Killing Joke. However, the image is a pixel-by-pixel match for an image of Joker's Harley photo of the same image. After calling out Arthur for using his photo without credit, Joker's Harley was reached with this comment from Arthur that reads, We found one of your great homage photos online and have used it for reference to paint a Joker homage cover for DC, and we would like to pay you for our usual modeling fee if you text to us your name and mailing address for us to send a check to. We didn't use the photo, but we're using a we're using the painting we use as a photo for a reference of. Got it? Okay. Yeah, that's basically we got caught. Can we pay you off? Exactly. However, Joker's Harley responded, uh, which has not yet been responded to. He says, "Hi there. Thank you for writing to me." I've seen the image going around. I'm not sure if it's the same image you're referring to. The one I've seen, however, does not seem like a painting. It very much appears to be a simple Photoshop manipulation, some kind of paint filter applied to my photograph. It may be a trace piece done with a tablet sampling colors from my photo. But, again, only referring to the image that I've seen, it lines up pixel for pixel with my image, and the colors are a digital perfect match. The photograph of mine actually took me weeks to create. It is not just one photograph. It's, I believe, eight or nine that I use and stitch together carefully. Every individual element, even the camera strap, was very carefully staged and articulated before being photographed and edited into the final image. I've always done all my own photography and editing and added and additioning to modeling. The goal being it looks like a simple photo you see. But I've been drawing and painting since I was a child, and this is just another avenue for me to use those visual uh, articles. I apologize if I may seem cold. I'm just very attached to my work. I hope you understand. So the guy wow. made a I picture. want more money. The guy made a picture. Yes. Which is an homage to something that already exists. Right. In fact, I think his, I just saw it, too. it's his own work, though. So. Right. It's his own work. Right. But it's an homage of somebody else's work. Right. Right. And then this guy, the zombie guy... Arthur, send them. Mm-hmm. Came along. Like, this is the guy who did Marvel Zombies, right? Yes. He's, he's like, the one who always takes up three tables and has the massive thing at a con. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Same guy. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, ooh, this looks good. I'm going to take that and zombify that image. Right. By just putting a layer of zombie over the existing. I'm going to take the image. zombie thing and just make it look slightly more zombie ish. Well, um, the, he's claiming. <laughs> the actual photograph is a non zombie version of him, but it has like a layer of zombie over the, the photograph that he made. And that's where all this is coming from. And if you lift up the layer pixel by pixel, pixel, it's an exact match. It's really cool. Like if you go online and you, you Google it, you can actually see the images and you can see the the layering effect of how that works. So uh, get on that, Alex. Go, so you can, <laughs> go. You can I'm, I'm up, working uh, on it. What am I looking up? You can look up Joker's Harley uh, and Arthur Sydenham. That should uh, that should bring it up. Joker's but, uh, Harley. What? Arthur, S Y S U Y D A M. So we've actually interviewed him. So yes, like that. is is he oh, as no much of a douche <laughs> no as I think he is? He's actually a pretty nice guy. Oh, no. ah! uh, he better be nice because he's stealing people's work. So you know we have 
Everybody has their story. I have my own story. Yeah. That um, I was. Uh, we had a table at the Big Apple convention. This was a long, long time ago. And the day was already halfway done. It was a Saturday. <coughs> and no, no, it was a Sunday. So we had already been there one day Saturday, and this is a Sunday. And mm-hmm. one of the guys, yeah, there you go, right there. One of the guys comes up to me and goes, "Hey, uh, we need you to move your table because uh, Arthur Sunham wants to take your spot and somebody else's spot." Wow. And I was like, uh. So it's the first image all the way on the. Uh, there yeah, that one. Yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, I've seen this. No. Waiting for it to load. <laughs> I was like, no. And I was like, you're really going to make us move because we have such a great relationship. This was before we became the official show of the Big Alcon. And they were like, you know what? You're right. You don't have to move. We'll just kick somebody else out. And, oh, and that's what they did. And uh, yeah. So I, a, I am I am on the, 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 the side that he does do that stuff. You know, it's what he, people say about him. It's so true. Far, my, my experience is a very true thing. So, yeah, so you see, uh, we're looking at a little image. So, you see, that's the image, and that's the other, that's the photo recreation right next to it. Yeah. Okay, so, so the guy did a photo recreation, and then the other guy came along and put and, a, a layer of zombified yeah. it over. Right. And that's what he did. Uh, and we know Joker Harley. Like, I've seen like, this I can guy. See what they're they're talking about. Yeah, we yeah. It looks like so um, the same he's picture. A, he's a great yeah. Joker cosplayer. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Very yeah. much so. He's actually featured on the um, the WinterCon's website. Like he's mm-hmm. really, really good. So it's just it's a, it's crazy how that that that's happened. In that Arthur decided to because he got called out to say, yeah, we'll give you a modeling fee, but it's it's so much more than that. On the other hand, I have to say because you know you have to look at it both ways. Does he actually have claim because it's actually an homage to something that's already copyrighted? Exactly. So right. Is, so where does this fall legally, and where would DC? You know, I'm sure DC fall into the middle of this. Start yeah. getting involved in this because this is money to be had, and mm-hmm. and DC has a lot of money, so they can be. They like, don't have well, Disney money. Well, no, they <laughs> can be like it doesn't. Like you can't claim something that's an homage to something else as your own, so we don't have to give you any money. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, they yeah. could. You don't know. They could. Yeah, well, they, they technically could, yeah. I don't think... Okay, so I think the way that it works is that you can create what you want out of other people's work as long as you're not selling it for money. Right. right. But then the yeah. problem now becomes that they stole... It's still his work. He right. still has rights to it. Right. He but just he can't, can't sell it. Correct. So he can't but make money off of it. He can't make money off it. So how is he going to get money from this guy? Because this guy stole his work. So it's still right. his work. You can't steal his work and then make money off of his work. And technically, he but, still is modeling making, for the piece. So. But he's making money off, right. of mo- off of money he can't make off. Yes, he's making. <laughs> so technically, the guy that stole the uh, the piece is wrong twice. Right. He, he he stole a piece that he can't use for promotion purposes, and he stole it from somebody else. So there we go. I think DC <laughs> DC might go after uh, what's the guy that you Arthur it? Arthur. I don't know. I don't know. But oh, the whole thing's stupid. The whole thing's weird. Yeah. I, I I think that the guy that created it does have some type of protection and probably will be compensated something. Just I don't know what. Yeah, but it's it's, it's interesting how this is his unfolding right now. So I'm exactly, curious to yeah. see how this yeah. is going to play yeah. out. Uh, moving along, uh, <laughs> from the if I only had a hundred dollars department. Oh boy. To benefit the First Avenue Playhouse, a local theater where none other than Kevin Smith had held auditions for the original Clerks in the early 90s, has decided to host a table read of Clerks 3, the abandoned screenplay that would have been made but for the fact that actor Jeff Anderson, who played Randall uh, for the first two parts, decided not to sign on. What? Uh, Yeah, he didn't want to do Clerks 2, but he got convinced by Kevin Smith to do Clerks 2. 
because he's got so much going on in his career right now. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> he didn't want. He didn't want to be involved in it. And and there's like, if you go on YouTube, you can see like the behind the scenes. And he's like, I don't want to do it. But then Kevin convinced him to do it. So now he didn't want to do the third one. And I guess Kevin couldn't convince him this time. And he, he decided. And Kevin, being the upstanding guy he is, decided right. instead of recasting, just not do it. Well, yeah, but um, still. So there are only 80 seats available, and tickets are $100. I'd cut them out. Make it completely about... Um, Dante? Dante and Rosario Dawson and their kid. I, I don't know. It's, it's, Interesting. He already wrote the script. I'm just script. saying. He already wrote the script. He already... It's all was said and done. All he needed was Japan being like, I'll do it. So maybe he, he that was the story he wanted to tell, and he can't tell it. So uh, um, Tickets are on sale for $100 per person, and there are only 80 <laughs> seats available. Uh, while not confirmed, it is heavily rumored that some of the original cast members who are still alive uh, will appear to reprise their roles for the reading. So that would be kind of That's pretty cool. That'd be good. Something That's to a good way to probably do it not Randall. Doing it. No, probably not Randall. <laughs> so they have to recast him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess so. Um, Seriously, he's got what else have you seen him do? Outside what has from he a done Kevin recently, Smith. Yeah. Aside uh, from a Kevin Smith movie, who by the way, Kevin was cool enough to make sure he was in in every single one of his other movies. Yeah. Gave him some work. Yeah. And this guy's like, yeah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. That's you know what that's like? What is that like? That's like when Tamok said that we couldn't interview him. <laughs> After he said we could interview him. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. And then we go up I go up to him like, Hey, I'd like to interview for Oh no, you have to go through my PR people. Yeah. His... Like that guy's career is on fire and he it's it like He has no, the glow. No one was literally at his table. I was the first person to walk the, up to his table. Glow. In three hours, <laughs> that go. actually bugs me out because I, you know, we you go to the go. cons, we interview people, yeah. and there's times where we're like, "Oh my god, look, that person's by themselves. Let's go interview them. Let's go, you know, talk to them, see what's going right. on." And they're like, "No, you cannot interview me." And I'm like, "What the hell?" You, you would doing? think they would be like so happy to have someone speak to them that I... they should get on their knees and worship <laughs> on, who is a god on their. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> no. I can say maybe. They're worried that it's not a pre-planned interview, and they're worried for an aha moment, so they don't know what to expect. I can and give you that. Or that somebody yeah. might come up to them and be like, "What do you think of this?" Ha ha, you know. So maybe they don't want to. They want to protect their brand. That's what I can. That say. much so, I can give you. Yes, okay. and my retort would be, they don't have a brand to protect. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, Tama doesn't. If people want to do some type of interview with them, they have some type of name. Eh. They still need to protect. Eh. It was more that. He told me to. <laughs> I wasn't actually interested. And he's like, when you go uh, up to him, ask him about the glow. I'm like, what? Speaking of, speaking of. Uh, so fo- my same so thing that. with this guy who played Randall. Like, dude, you can't afford not to take. Maybe he got something going on. Unless you are like Vanilla Ice and started making tons of money flipping houses that you are financially <laughs> secure wow. for the rest Maybe of your days. Is? Wait, Vanilla Ice did that? Yeah, yeah that's what he's no doing. He's even got. He a, has a reality show. Yeah, yeah. He's even got a reality the Vanilla Ice project. Maybe. So if you've got that going on, you don't need the money, you don't need it, then fine, more power to you. But I'm telling you, in terms of your acting career and probably your finances, you can't afford to turn down work. Maybe he can. Who knows? <laughs> now, speaking of, of, of celebrities and people uh, not turning down work. Maybe he's the guy who's um, like seeing Avengers 160 times and was going to ruin his streak. He's up to 183. Street. I was going to say, yeah, he passed it already. Uh, yeah, as of Monday, he's up to 183 times. I saw the article on, on Facebook. I was like, well, damn, 183. He's not watching it that much. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were right last week. He takes a picture of it. He, he just go, spent a lot of he money. He runs out. Oh, yeah. yeah. hundred and like twenty dollars a ticket, Jesus. Uh, yeah. From from the even a broken clock is right twice a day department. Original Incredible Hulk 
and one of my arch nemesises, Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Through Wait, some I thought shade. he wasn't one of your arch nemesis. I thought he was just Shia a jerk. Yes, he's Shia a rat bastard, rat bastard Luffy right now, but he might be upgraded. What has he done recently, or is it is it this that it, that's well, upgraded? See him? what's what's weird because I, I remember asking that, you, Wait, is he on your arch nemesis no, list? And you're like, just, no, he's just he's a, a jerk rat bastard, um, which is weird <laughs> because um, I'm actually agreeing with him. That's why the broken clock is right. Twice a, twice okay, a day. I get that, but like, um, but you just put him on the list, but he's not on the list. He he could be, maybe eventually. <laughs> you know, he's an alternate. <laughs> yes. If someone gets off the list, he's going on. Yeah, Shia wow. LaBeouf is off. <laughs> okay. He's right there. He's right behind Shia LaBeouf. Like Shia LaBeouf is never coming off that list. Uh, no. <laughs> he's uh, on the world's enemy enemy list. So oh, yeah. Lou Ferrigno threw some shade at the new Hulk actor Mark Ruffalo. He says Mark is a wonderful actor. But we've had three different actors play the part. We've had Eric Banner, Edward Norton, and Mark Ruffalo. I like Bill Bixby the best. I like Edward Norton, but Ruffalo, I think he's a wonderful actor, but he blends in with the Marvel aspect of the Avengers, but I can't take him seriously enough. Bill had that intensity <laughs> and that you knew when he was in danger. You can feel that intensity, but because of Marvel and Disney, they've taken that in a different direction. You can't take it as, serious, as seriously as the original series. So, yeah, I think Edward Norton was the best of all three, and I think Edward Norton would have changed the whole dynamic of the movie if he was in it for the Avengers. Well, yeah. Oh, definitely. So, By the way, to quote Charlie, he sounds nothing like that. <laughs> that's he kind of sounded more like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That so, guy Muta do the whole thing right like that. That's terrible. I've never done that. I've never done that. As much of a rat bastard as he is, I've never done that. Um, so, Either yeah, that so, or just go, I want to. So, so I, I want Lou. So I believe that, yeah, I think Edward Norton was the best of the three. And he yeah, was but he's saying Bill Bixby is the best of well, all of them. Yeah, and I think that Bill Bixby was the best of all of them. I felt that Bill, I felt that Edward Norton did his best to channel his inner Bill Bixby when he did the, the Incredible Hulk movie. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I liked um, Ruffalo Ed is, is, is all right. Ruffalo's but, all right. But he doesn't, he doesn't okay. he's no Edward Norton. He's no Bill Bixby. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Might be a nice guy. What was the thing too with Ed Norton? Like he just he was just too much of a perfectionist. They didn't want him back. Or... What happens? Because he took happened, over. He directed it too. Right? What happened was is that when you hire Ed Norton as an actor, you hire him as a co-writer and director and everything else as well, <laughs> whether so, he knows it or not. Yes. Yeah, whether so, you knew it or not. So he was hired to do the Hulk, and then when he got in, apparently the the they had they had came to fist the cuffs. For him and the director, fisticuffs. fisticuffs at the editing bay when they were editing the movie. They apparently he hit the other guy. That's what they say. So he hulked out. So he didn't want. Thank you. So he didn't want to. Uh, you wouldn't like him when he's angry. So he didn't want to. Uh, they didn't want him associated with the movie anymore, and they replaced him at the last minute. So much so that uh, at at Comic Con when they announced the Avengers, um, whoever was announcing it, there's a YouTube feed and it's like reprising his role as the Hulk. Is Mark Ruffalo. You can hear him say that. Sounds like they must have changed that at the super last minute. Le- literally. Yeah. and um, It's um, actually, it said Edward Norton, it just got scratched <laughs> out in ballpoint pen. And Edward Mark Norton Ruffalo. refused to do any uh, press for, for the movie when it came out because he wasn't happy with the end product. It was a whole, was a whole thing. Yeah, he yeah. does not play nice with others. No. And, and Ruffalo obviously does. Clearly. Yeah. Um, it's all about networking. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's it for the news. I want. I got a, a bit of news. Oh, Uh-oh. from the desk. I heard. Of, uh, I heard this from the desk of Star Trek is coming. I recently heard, just today, that there's a company out there that's working on making food out of nothing. That they're gonna be using like protein powders and solar energy to start creating like oh, no. food. 
and my immediate thought was tea, all gray, hot. Like that's exactly how we're, we're gonna yeah. have replicators. <laughs> Someone watched Star Trek is like, let's see if we can make a replicator. Well, I mean, most of the, the technology that is we have now was based on that back then. Yeah. The only thing they, they got wrong was the size of the computers. That was the one thing they didn't predict. Right. Right. So it's just one of the things. It's actually kind of cool. They said like a current computer actually has more processing power than data. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. Um, so, so I thought I thought that was cool. It is cool. There you go. I know the vegetarians guy. will be happy because it means food won't be made out of actual meat. Veg- vegetarians are never happy. That is so true. Yeah. So, the only people more unhappy than vegetarians are vegans, and that's why they have to tell you that they're vegan every ten minutes. Oh yeah. my God! Yes, they always do. Oh, by the, the way, guys, I'm the vegan. Hate. See, oh, oh, see, look, okay. oh. <laughs> I'm another fellow vegan. I love you. <laughs> there you go. Oh, see? I was actually joking. <laughs> no, don't worry, I'm not a vegan. Because oh. Oh. <laughs> if he was a vegan, he actually wouldn't have been joking. He would have gone into animal rights. He was a exactly. Vegan, yeah. That's right. It's okay to kill oh. humans, just as long as you don't hurt an animal. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You know, everybody loves animals. Yeah. People are only ever interested in saving cute animals. That's what Dennis Lurie said. I want to save all the animals. Listen, I have some (laughs) reptiles at home. (laughs) You never see anyone trying to save the sewer rat. Yeah, I'll save the rats. If they were if they were heading towards extinction, I'd I'd want to save them. Save you, the rats. You never Listen, see anyone like twenty twenty from the desk of Fantastic Alex. He's save gonna, the rats. Save, save the rats. Hashtag <laughs> save the rats. Save the rats. Save the world. Have yeah. a petition to start because you know people love petitions. You start yeah. a petition. No one's ever yeah, yeah, start a petition. No one's My ever trying to save the petition to try and make a rat our mascot. Yeah. See, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. No one's trying to save the raccoon. That's all I'm saying. Actually, I love raccoons. Yeah. See? Are yeah. Raccoons are cool. Sly Cooper uh, was like one of the best games as a kid. See? <laughs> no, that's not a real raccoon. <laughs> it is a real raccoon. So I, I love those bandits. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so while we're going to be Weird talking about human this. Weird hands. <laughs> so while we're no, going to be talking adorable. about this when Charlie shows up, and um, we're going to be mentioning this, uh, a larger segment, I did want to quickly mention that this past weekend, Charlie and I was invited to a uh, private concert uh, done by Carol Demas from the Magic Garden. Oh, my God. Um, it was very, very nice. Very, we went to her house. Um, yeah, it was a beautiful house. I, I see how the other half lives. It's an amazing house. I saw an uh-huh. Emmy, like an actual Emmy. Those things are huge. I didn't know how big those things were. You like, kill somebody with that. I didn't know that you could make that much money on the Magic Garden. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's a, she's a Broadway uh, a singer. She's going to be on the show. She actually was the original Sandy in the Broadway production of Greece. So she originated that role. They oh, worked together and oh, wrote the songs. She she wrote with the actual people who made it. So like some of those songs mm-hmm. were co-written. You know, it was everything. She was part of that uh, production. Uh, so she sang. Uh, she had co-hosts. And she also had uh, Paula from the Magic Garden there as well. They sang three songs. Uh, we were extremely grateful for them having us up there. Mm-hmm. They had they had food. They had wine. We got a little tour of the, the house. It was an amazing experience. It sounds How amazing. was the wine, Mark? Um, I didn't have any I wine. But the cheese. the cheese. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. All that cheese. It was, was the best cheese I've ever had. <laughs> it was the greatest cheese ever. What kind of cheese was it? It was uh, orange and white cheese and a little cube. <laughs> <laughs> you are kidding me. And they had like white sliced cheese and they had like uh, other kind of sliced cheese and it was crackers and they had um, corn dogs with Vienna sausages in it. It was great. <laughs> Charlie also loved the cheese. If Charlie was here, he would back me up on how awesome the cheese was. 
I'm Could pretty you give me a name? They're yeah. gonna, it was cheese. But they're gonna have... <laughs> it was yellow and white cheese. Exactly. But they have... I'm pretty certain you can buy that cheese at any supermarket. I think so, too. It was, I've, I've never had it before, so it was It was special. It was First special of all, have you ever gone into a supermarket? It was special Papa. How it, much you want to buy? It was special 1% cheese. Um, so, I don't think so. I don't think so, Mark. No. So she's doing a concert. I think it's like had corn dogs <laughs> with Vienna sausage. That's horrible. Good. This segment is feeling a little cheesy. It was good. <laughs> so um, she's doing a performance once a month. So tickets were on sale. You guys can go and, and have your own exclusive experience up at her place. Oh, so cool. So um, you actually go to her house? Yeah, we went to her actual house. Like I said, it was, it was her house. It was well, we got to eat the cheese. Yeah, oh, I hope so. It was good cheese. And crackers. <laughs> cheese and crackers. And, um, yeah, oh, man. Crackers might be asking, asking a little too much. There was these oh, uh, spicy things. I don't know what they were, but they taste really good. Uh, <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, Charlie went out. No, no, no. Oh that's too spicy. Um, They're not spicy. Spicy, spicy to me. Um, so... <laughs> Um, they were they world's were, worst Puerto Rican. They were, <laughs> <laughs> they were they were they were so nice that um, Charlie was talking to Paula, and he was explaining that his uh, his grandson is just the right age to start watching the Magic Garden, and he was like, "Oh, you know, I would love to to get a DVD of the show, but I haven't seen it for sale out there." And Paula says, "You don't have a DVD of our show." And it's weird because Charlie is our senior correspondent, but Paula and Carol are 15 years his senior. Wow. So wow. when she said that, it was a weird experience for me watching this. It's like she was like the adult and Charlie was the kid. Mm-hmm. And Charlie was like, yeah, but – um, and, and, and she, he was just going. I was like, oh, my God, this is so weird. So if Charlie's the kid, and what does it make you, the zygote? <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> – and Charlie's trying to say stuff, and Paula looks at him. She gives him that that mother, like the adult look to Charlie. Shame. And she's like, if you stop talking, I'll see about getting you a copy. And, and Charlie was like, Doop! And I was like, holy uh, crap. It was so awesome. Wow. And wow. then she went, and she got him a DVD and a <gasps> CD. So we're going to play some of the songs for the CD, which was he was supposed to bring. That sounds amazing. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I'm a big Magic Garden fan, and that just sounds like a... So, oh. So yeah, and and another thing, like uh, Carol Demas is a you know Broadway trained singer, uh-huh. and she has the the voice and the range. It was amazing because she can carry a tune. Because back in her day, you had there to? was no mic. There was exactly you exactly, had to. Yeah. There was no mics. There's no you had to make sure that everybody heard you all the way in the back of all the 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 the, the theaters that you were at. So it was, I was shocked because I had only heard her. Right. Do the Magic Garden stuff. And then when she whipped it itself, I was like, oh, this is really good. This so, is your first experience with any sort of culture, isn't it? No. Wow. But it was really <laughs> it was really cool. It was really amazing. Like I said, tickets are on sale. If you go to uh, Carol with an E and Paula.com, uh, she's doing that. And she's also going to do a uh, concert with Paula for uh, the Magic Garden. And that's going to be in Long Island on the... 6th of October, and tickets are on sale for that too. And they'll be on our show, uh, I think, in September to promote that. So, all right, so yeah, nice, nice. Can't wait. So, uh, yeah, so that's Ask it for the news. them to bring some little... cheese. Oh my god, I want some of that cheese. <laughs> um, so that's it for the news. We're going to be if uh, I find taking... that cheese and bring it in for you, will you then believe that it's just a it, you could get that at any supermarket? Yes, okay. All right, so next right, week, so next week, we're gonna have some cheese. I'm gonna have to look for some cheese now, yeah, because clearly, he's so po. He can't even have cheese. He needs cheese. I need I need the cheese. That's this why I like the so macaroni and cheese. This is so sad. So we're going to take our break. <laughs> so we'll be right back. We've came from the radio. 
Hi, this is Mary Wilson of the Supremes, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. This is Michael Bell, the voice of Duke from G.I. Joe, and I am here at Cradlecom, and I am with It Came From The Radio. Hey guys, I'm Christy, and I'm here to make the coolest custom cake for your next event. I also do cake pops, cupcakes, cookies, you name it. So if you're searching for the perfect birthday gift, preparing for your big day, or maybe there's nothing coming up, but your sweet tooth may have just given your brain a swift kick because of me. Give me a call at 631-606-8166 or follow me at Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y. Thanks. I'm Nathan Boo from Ben and Apple TV, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hello everyone, this is Envoy Comic Distributors, the independent distributor for independent minds. We represent some of the finest small press and self-publishers out there today. To learn more about us and our publishers, search for Envoy Comic Distributors on Facebook. And shop for us online at envoy.storeenvy.com. That's E-N-V-O-Y dot S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y dot com. Have a great day. Hi, this is Sue Lee from Face Off Season 2. You're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to It Came From The Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking along with uh, Dominic Pronto, comic Sperano, definition man guy, who's sitting next to us. From the Big I like Apple. how you just bail out, you know, uh, whatever, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy over here. That's the loudest I've ever heard your voice go. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> I'm amazed that you can Look hit that, that range. Facebook Live is a craziness going on right now <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, from the bitten apple tv uh fan um uh, nathan boo and uh written R- R- ralph and we also have uh he really he just says so this week uh, i know i made him sad talking about the, that cheese that he wants my lack of cheese um so we're going to be talking about spider-man the the the, the second he can third, do whatever a spider can can third he? spider the third second spider-man film yes yes third second spider-man um okay. So this will be a free-form conversation, and uh, spoilers may or may not be mentioned, but most likely will. Okay. Um, so I guess uh, because out of the five people who are in this room, <laughs> I'm gonna one of them have seen Spider-Man. Two I of, saw it. Two of us oh, have seen Spider-Man. At least two of you have seen Spider-Man. So okay. we're the only ones who've seen it. Yes. Yeah. So they came at the perfect time. They wanted to come on a show where they haven't even seen the movie. <laughs> well, great. Here, here's my issue. It's great. Even though I haven't seen Spider-Man, yes. I have to admit that with Avengers Endgame, there was a pretty good block. You didn't know anything that was going on until, you know, after they l- released the block. With Spider-Man, it's been like, here's all this information. You can have all of it. And I know almost all about the movie without watching it. I dodged all okay. the spoilers. I dodged all the spoilers, so right. I went in going in cold. I don't even know what a Spider-Man is. See? <laughs> you Fair know enough. Brazilian Spider-Man. Were you here that day? Uh, we were talking about Brazilian <laughs> Spider-Man. Was I here? And I he don't... beat up the guy who was like uh, trying yeah, to pick I saw up the that. Girl. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think I was here that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, all right. Uh, he should have been in the movie. That would have been That'd awesome. That would be great. I that thought the movie was about him. <laughs> it should have been. I would have liked that movie then. It would have been far from um, home. So you saw the movie. Did you like it? Let's let's start with Yeah, I enjoyed it. You enjoyed I it. I thought it was good. Um, How good? Like high good, average? A scale of 1 to 10. It's really not bad. Okay. Um, What are your initial thoughts of the film? Um... 
I thought the trailers did a good job hiding what the movie was going to be, even though you don't watch the trailers. I saw the trailers after I watched the movie, so now I'm, so so I think yeah. the trailers did a good way of like you you the knew bait and switch the bait and switch they did a good bait and switch like you knew somehow Mysterio was the actual villain because it's Mysterio, but you didn't know exactly how they they didn't give it away. So I like that. That was pretty good. I thought they missed an opportunity with they could have had the um, the Edith glasses be the Tony glasses right. and having the voiceover be done by Robert Downey Jr. Ooh, that would have been a good I way. saw that on, on Facebook and I thought that would be brilliant and I was hoping. And then I hear that female voice and whoever the voice was did a great job. Don't get right. me wrong. But how cool would it have been if it was, if it was an AI Tony Stark? I don't think they could have afforded him. Sure, they, He made like $75 million for Endgame. It's just voiceover. He'll make fifty million dollars. They, they can afford. They can afford that. You know, just use all See, of his previous was, lines and yeah, cut and it back up exactly. and give him a small. That Listen, was the rumor, though, that he was going to become like um. They were going to go in that direction, yeah. and he yeah. was going to be Jarvis. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. That would have been great. Um, but the fact they didn't do it was fine. Uh, so I like the idea of the passing of the mantle on to him. Well, what scenes really got me was when they were talking about how much they missed Tony Stark. Right. That choked me up a bit. And then the moment where you see Happy looking at, at Peter. When he was doing Putting the together stuff. the suit. Yeah. And then you see him take his hand and yeah. put it in and playing with it. Yeah. Now, sort of like it was great because it was almost a not, an acknowledgement of happy as the audience. Right. Watching it because when that actually nice. happens in the movie, Happy wasn't there to have right, seen it. Right, right. One could suppose that in in between movies, or whatever he's seen Tony do that, though. right? So that was really cool. I thought it was hilarious when it's like, "I'll play the music," and he puts on some ACDC, like yeah. in the Iron Man movies. And he's like, "I love Led Zeppelin." Yeah, wanted to get go through the screen and <laughs> smack Tom Holland in the face, <laughs> even though I know it was just written for him. Um, the mid credit button was genius, absolute genius, bringing back uh, J.K. Simmons as yes. J. Jonah Jameson and doing it as an Alex, the Daily Bugle essentially being Infowars as Alex Jones. <gasps> yes. yes. Let me tell you right now, everybody. Yes. Spider-Man's from another future cult thing and and he's a reptilian and, you know, like the whole, that whole yeah. idea was yeah. brilliant. And then I especially love the last button because the entire time I'm watching this movie, I'm like, something's off with, with, he's not with Nick Fury. Right. He's kind of Nick Fury, but Nick Fury's smarter than this, and this guy's kind of like, what was going on? He he's like, I I take a nap for five years and I come back and I'm like, all right, they try to explain it, but then the, what they did with the scrolls at the end, yeah, them being I'm like, okay, and then like it tied the whole thing together. And my first thought was you thinking that you'd be like that it was going to take you out of the movie how dumb Nick Fury was the whole movie, and then that you'd be like, okay. It explains a lot. Like, it oh, explained a lot, and then right. you'd like you'd probably retroactively change your feelings on the movie based off of that last scene. So let me just ask you one question, and then I'll tell you what I my my thoughts of the film. Yes. When did Tony have the time to make the glasses for uh, accessible to Peter Parker? Because he thought he was dead. You could have made them way before that, five years in twenty seventeen. So he made it before... He probably just knew. Before... Uh, and he had it ready that Infinity upon War. his death, please give this to Peter okay. Parker. So that, that technology sense, yeah. was sitting around for five years. Why not? Probably. Right. Knowing Stark, yeah. I'm yeah. just... Because uh, that, was, that was brought to my attention. I was like, but I do But you could also say, because as they... Clearly not everything was invented by Tony... Right. As in the barf system, right? Someone else could have been working, but to on have it, it access to Peter Parker's because Peter Parker was dead. Like, why would he even do that? 
Could be. So that was the or, only thing that. Uh, but listen, when did Tony have the time to record that little message into his uh, helmet to play for his daughter? <laughs> well, it was in space. So once he realized, like, oh, we we have a plan to bring Peter back. He well, might have I just think he had recorded a time that when he it. was in the outer space. I think that was when he recorded Could've, that. But yeah. that was just that was just the one thing that popped in my head. Um, I thought the movie was it was all right. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't as uh, it's hard to live up after Endgame. That's true. But remember, I was still on the on the fence of Endgame. Remember, I'm still. It's Only like you a, were on the fence about Endgame. <laughs> it was it was like a cake. So I enjoyed the cake. It was like the cheese. He's I not enjoyed... on the fence about Godzilla. <laughs> he thinks I Godzilla's to bring back the cheese. I, I enjoyed the cheese. But what I'm, cake has cheese? I'm just I was cheesecake. I, oh, <laughs> that's a pie. <laughs> so I I appreciate it more knowing how it was made. So I appreciate Endgame more with all the behind the scenes stuff and all the information that was given. But as itself, it wasn't. Remember, I thought it was a decent seven, but it, now it's like an eight because of all the stuff I learned about the movie and about the directors and all that stuff. So this movie was was I obviously not as good as as Endgame. It was no. entertaining, but yeah. the the it it and it handled. It's the, the epilogue of Endgame. It handled yeah. the the five year thing, right? But I think the blip. world they're a blip, and that was explained. Yeah, why is it called the blip? Because that's what they were calling it while they were filming the movie, and then the snap became a thing. And they're like, "Oh, too late now!" So they kept it going with the blip. Um, what's weird is that I don't think that they handled it as they should have, like. They mentioned it. Oh, well, five why don't you start a petition and have dis- them remake the movie? Disappeared and they came back, <laughs> and then everybody's oh, all right. Everybody's okay. Hey, everything's good. Everything's happy. Like they showed all this decimation. Everything was so bad. Right. Like no and one then, can move on with their lives. Everyone was like, and the, then the Mets sudden, stopped playing for and, some reason. And then all of a sudden, I don't understand why Major the, League Baseball ends because the entire Mets team's like, boop, they're gone. I get. Uh, and so, and then they come back and everything. Everything's fine now. Like everything's just. Ha- I came back to my house. People were like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's my house. Yeah, so like, there's a whole lot of things that makes it more heavy and more more uh, dramatic than they <laughs> interpreted in this it's movie. Because it's Spider-Man. So I was having a problem with that, but at least they addressed right. it. So I was like, all right. right. And then they actually showed him a reappear while they were playing. So that answered you know, a whole bunch of questions that they do appear exactly where they were they gone blipped. from. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool, of course, you know, because they said that the Hulk made sure that the people who were in the air when they blinked out of existence weren't in the air when they reappeared. They I was going to say, yeah, right, you right. know, because you, you figure, like, what happens if there's a car, right, where the person disappeared? <laughs> now there's a car. Right. So <laughs> right, right, apparently right. he took care of all that. But they, Wait, so what if somebody ended up starting another family while they were gone? That's that's the other thing. <laughs> yeah, that's so a, that's come, a thing. That's, that's a lot of that's, questions. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So this stuff should have been addressed, and, and maybe it be wasn't. addressed in another movie. Okay. But... In this one, everybody was just too happy. If that, just too happy. In that idea, lucky. that means the Marvel Universe is okay with polyamory now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's crazy. It's it's just. This woo-hoo! is my first wife, but she blipped. I got remarried to her. We now have a child. Yeah. But now my family's yeah, back. Yeah, baby. What do I do? Let's all so, just live together. That, that, that was one of my big questions because you know you don't just throw a five year gap in there and go okay, boom. Well, it's it also a weird right. now, idea to and, think at. at the MCU is more or less in time with us. Right. Now it's clearly ahead in of us. Ahead of us. Twenty twenty three, right? Yeah, which yeah. is what they're supposed to be making moving towards now. Right. Or at twenty twenty two, roughly being, right? Yes. So they're gonna what, fill in the blank? I believe that's till we what we get to twenty twenty two. I believe that's what they're doing. So we can assume that there's not gonna be another uh Spider Man movie for four more years or something. Not not as not as Sony has anything to do with it. They're gonna churn that monkey out as much as That's what I'm saying. Can. But still, it's just the last one was what in 2017. 
maybe yeah. 2016, 2017? Because I know there's already, War. there's already a rumor about the next Spider Man movie. War, yeah. So I know right. that that means they're already working on it. Of course yeah. they are. Of course they are. So, but so those things aside, I thought the movie was uh, was fun, and because I didn't see the trailers, mm-hmm. so I'm watching this movie with the bait and switch. I'm like, uh, something wrong. What did I miss? Why is this happening the way it's happening? And I'm right. thinking that they're gonna do what they did in Iron Man three, which was it's not really Mandarin. Uh, the Mandarin. Right. It's just right. some guy. So that's why I was. Right, I'm right, like, right. Well, this doesn't make sense. But what are they like? Why is it? Why did they decide to go this way? And I was like, oh. All right, yeah, now yeah. now it makes oh, sense. Yeah. So, First, I thought they were going to go with like Hydro Man and Sandman. Yes, yes. I was like, okay, so this is Hydro Man, this is Sandman, and like it's sort of a nod to it a bit. Yeah, uh, but the elementals are an actual thing. I know yeah. that too, though. So there's that. But yeah, the real Nick Fury would never be so dumb as to fall for like I came from another dimension. Yeah, but for a split second there, you're thinking like, ooh, into the Spider Verse. Yes, yeah, which and, I thought was kind of cool. A lot of people thought this was going to be the setup for that. The setup. For That's the what I was thinking at yeah. first. And, the and then eventually you get like Tobey Maguire and what's the other guy? Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Andrew Garfield, and they're going to do like a three. Well, you, that's thing, what he wants to do. Tom, Tom Holland wants to get all of them together into one movie. I think it'll be interesting. I think that be would cool. be interesting. Yeah. Well, what would be cool is if we got like a War of the Realms type situation, since that's still going on right now in the comics, and then they put that into the movies. That'd be that'd cool. Be great. That would be cool. I think they should do it kind of like how they ended the Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s where you did have multiple versions of Spider-Man with Madam Web jumping right. them around. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be kind of fascinating. And Helen Mirren is Madam Web, by the way. That's Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I was waiting for Madam Web into the Spider-Verse. I was like, okay, so when does she show up? She never showed up. I was like, okay. I gotta watch. It's on Netflix now. So I gotta watch it. It's very good. You should watch it. I've heard it's really great. You better make sure before uh, Netflix takes it away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I couldn't uh, believe it was on there, actually. I was like, what? It snuck on there just as the, the Mary Poppins Returns is on there Yeah, right. for, for a little while. And yeah. It's so funny because like four or five Disney movies When's that all Disney of a sudden thing just launching? popped up. Uh, I think it's uh, November, October? It's soon. Yeah. soon. Gonna have to get some money. Um, <laughs> it was, it was when are you gonna start five, paying me again? <laughs> <laughs> five or four Disney movies just popped up on there, and I was like, right. "Where did I was this like, come what? from?" Yeah, you know, you said we're making big money now on Patreon. When am I getting my salary? Fifteen dollars. <laughs> Fifteen dollars a month. That's enough to get cheese. <laughs> yes. Is that there? You go. Is that with the other people with the dollars? So so we're making fifteen dollars a month total. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's why you can't afford nice cheese, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's why you're like, wow, cubed yellow and, and cubed white orange and, and yellow. Orange, orange. It was so good. Yeah. So, good. so anyway. <laughs> my God, man. You, the, the we one, need to get you out. The one thing that um, was brought to my attention once again about the whole scroll thing and then the big reveal of the second. Uh, button. Yeah, the second, the second button is that I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? How are they going to deal with this and blah, blah. My friend was like, you know, uh, since they introduced the scrolls, you just a scroll just pop up and like, no, it's right here. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm Spider Man. Here's Peter Parker. It's all good. I'm like, well, yeah, that kind of just deflates the yeah, whole. Yeah, that kind of. It deflates right. the whole it thing. It theoretically could be that. <laughs> it could be that simple. Yeah. I'm like, well, all right. So so much for that. Like, <laughs> like, that could be. Nick Fury comes back. He asks a, you know, a favor. Like, no, yeah. it's impossible. So that that just kind of. <laughs> but that also explains. Like, it's a good thing they did the thing with the scrolls because like Nick Fury would not never have let that happen. Right. You know. Yeah, if Nick, if it was a real Nick Fury, he would have been on it, and to stop that, from I think happening. that that was important because it ex- it ex- it explained away why, as the biggest question all these movies are, where's everybody else? Right. So the fact that it wasn't him, he really couldn't get a hold of those people. Right. And so that explained why they weren't there. Right. 
And also, I just found out- It also out- explains why he was so annoyed about getting ghosted, because the real Nick Fury wouldn't have cared. Yes, and also, uh, it also explains why he was like, don't mention Captain Marvel's name. Yeah. And another thing- But no, um, Captain Marvel was cool with them. Yeah, but maybe she wasn't after all this time. Maybe something had happened. Either that or it's just out of pure reverence of like, you don't bring her into this. She's way above you. Maybe. Maybe. Because she saves all my people. Maybe. Right. And um, there was something else that was, uh, I just saw this this morning, Mm. that Jake Gyllenhaal was in the movie ahead of time before he was introduced. There's a scene where he's in the background watching Peter Parker in like a a hat and a a shirt. Really? Yeah, so if you watch the movie, you can actually see Jake Gyllenhaal in the background following Peter Parker around. Huh. That was done on purpose just because it shows that he was watching him to try and figure it out to get all the information on him. I thought that was That's kind of, good. That was kind of cool they, that they put that I in I actually there. missed like the first five to ten minutes of the movie I got because there's a line. Yeah, typically a line, mm-hmm. but it's so, like 95% of the movie. So yeah, you I was like, all right, I get the idea. You didn't miss much. I, didn't, <laughs> I doubt it. I guess. Apparently I missed Jake Gyllenhaal like watching Peter Parker. Yeah, but I, you know, like it had it had been brought to my attention. I might have to go see this again later on. And um so overall I thought the movie was all right. It was not bad. Yeah, it was it wasn't bad, but, you know, no, it, it was good. It was uh it was right it was enjoyable. On, it was yeah, it was right on the Take your kids. the, the cusp of a of a good bad movie. It was it was right there. Yeah. It was nothing uh shocking or revealing, although I thought that the end stuff was more important than the actual movie. <laughs> so like, some of the very end. Yeah, I'm like, oh, what are they going to do now? What are they going to do now? What's there you so go. I think it 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 it's it an moved, epilogue. It moved the story forward. It's an epilogue. But as a movie in and of itself, right. I'll say it again. It's an epilogue. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Which which they said it was supposed. Which to what be. they said they was. Yeah, yeah, that's why this is the last movie of Phase Four. And from what I understand, that or is they, it Phase Three? This phase, is Phase Three. And the Phase, phase three. three starting Phase Phase Four, four is going to start next year. And what makes it interesting is that because I believe that this movie is the last one being filmed at the same time that all the other movies Probably. were being filmed. Yeah. So that's important. So, because as you know, the the whole big mess of what the, the Avengers: Infinity War and Avengers: Endgame was that they had mm-hmm. to film it, and then they had to film, go back and do reshoots and this and change this, and, move that around, and at the same time, other movies are being filmed, so they're leaking information to them to let them know what's going on. Right. So that they were only giving out bare information. So even um, the, the Spider Man, they were like, oh. We didn't know that was going to happen until we saw the movie. We didn't know who exactly was going to die. We didn't know right. this. We just knew Tony ain't there, so we're going to work on that. We knew that uh, this happened. We didn't know uh, Black Widow dying. They didn't know about certain things right. that happened. So it's interesting that you're making a movie, and right. you're getting bits of information thrown at you as you're making well, the movie. clearly what's also going on, something, whatever's going to happen in the next Doctor Strange movie is happening at the same time, because they bring it up, like, what about Doctor Strange? He's not available. Right. Like, so we know that yeah. multiple things are going on at that time. Right, and it's, 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 I have to give them credit for them to manage to, to pull this off. Like, it's, Kevin Feige, man. It's, it's an amazing thing if you really sit back and think about it, just- it as sounds like making it, of wow. a film itself is so hard. It's so difficult because right. there's so many people, yeah. so many things involved. Actually, we posted a uh, thing on, uh, I saw a thing on YouTube about how difficult it is to solve problems on a, in a movie. I was talking about, uh, That's not just I was talking about uh, Shazam Captain Marvel. Just some money at that problem and make that <laughs> go away. It was talking about, just sh- in post. It was talking yeah. about Shazam exactly. Captain Marvel about there was a scene in the mall when he was learning how to fly. And if you look at the scene, on the right-hand side, yeah. there are people not reacting to what's going on because those people were, ex- were, were crew members. 
and they forgot <laughs> to digitally erase them. Oh wow! So they added on a pot, uh, a, um, a broom, and a, and, a, and a bucket, so it makes them look like they were the cleaning crew. Okay. In the thing, but Fair obviously enough. they're still not reacting, so they're like they must be deaf or something. But they were there in the scene, and it was showed that yeah. they did all the. They were focusing so much on erasing all the stuff to make Shazam fly. Right. They forgot about that, and it wasn't enough time. Yeah. And then they were like, "Oh, I didn't so, catch it, so it's probably not." But that when bad. they but when they brought it up, I was like, "Oh, it's, oh, it's so it's right obvious because you know." It once it's brought up, yeah. Yeah. So then they were saying about the whole scene on um, uh, Megan Good's character for Sh- Shazam. Uh-huh. How, if you remember, that the family came out when um, when uh, Captain Marvel, uh, when Shazam ran out of way, and the kids were going out to join the guy from uh, Walking Dead to get into the car, the family to go find him, and they said, "No, you stay here and wait, in case he comes back." And it didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So the kids go back inside, and then the other kid was waiting, tying her shoe, and she's supposed to be the slow one, which in turn makes her that gives her the fa- the fast powers, and that's the that's the that's her whole story arc. But realistically, that only happened because she wasn't available the day that they were filming outside. So that's why she wasn't there. Huh. But they needed that's her. Funny. But they needed the people to have the coats on later on in the end of the movie. So that's why they had to have them go outside. And because of which, that's why she was getting ready late. So it was a whole chain reaction of events to solve one problem because the act wasn't that day. So stuff like that, I'm like, holy crap. It's so amazing how they do this. And then they're working on three or four movies at the same time. At the yeah. same time and yet somehow, some way, it's pretty cohesive. Like, yeah. holy crap. It's, Kevin Faye. It's not, there's no DC going on here. No. Because, Kevin Because they tried that with DC. They, they were filming Aquaman. Just Stupid. after, because like, you know what you know who they need. <laughs> Kevin Feige. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and you know what they're, who they're not going to get. Kevin Feige. Exactly. So you, you should watch. There is an episode. There's this thing on on Netflix called The Chef Show. Right. Yes. Right. Which was John Favreau, because he loved making that movie Chef. Right. Which is a great movie. So much, and he's like he missed cooking with the guy he he based the movie around. Right. So he started his own little cooking show about it. Yeah. At one point, they're eating somewhere in L.A. I think it's L.A. And who's on the show? Gwyneth Paltrow. No, oh. not in this show. Robert Downey Jr., Kevin Feige, the Russo brothers, Tom Holland, and John Favreau. And nice. they're just talking about Marvel as they're eating. And it gives you such a better insight as to how the hell he's running this thing. Yeah, it's so crazy. if you're interested in the movies, watch that episode because like you're basically getting seeing, like a behind the scenes. You're conversation. seeing the magic happen. Yeah. So uh, we're almost out of time. So uh, we're gonna go around. Final thought quickly. Uh, Thirty seconds or less. Alex, final thought. Movie, don't movie. Uh- what movie? Well, don't movie. Movie don't movie. Ah, uh, movie. Why movie. are you asking the people that didn't see the yeah, movie I didn't if see they the movie. see I, it? I, I would you? Gonna, would I was you? gonna say final thought. Uh, don't don't steal artwork. Oh, <laughs> there, you go. there you go. All right. Yeah. Don't don't ask these guys about the movie. Well, final thought about anything that they want to mention. Yeah, but then final you went thought. movie don't movie. I think it's thirty a, seconds. I think it's impressive that um all the stuff that I heard about the movie is in the movie. All right. <laughs> there you go. Learn the names of cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic. There you go. <laughs> Dominic. Uh, get out more often. <laughs> so my final thought is uh, go see the movie. You can see it at matinee. If not, uh, just wait for the... Actually, uh, no, don't wait for the Disney streaming service. I'm against that. Um, so <laughs> that about does it. Would you be against the Disney streaming service if someone gave you their log information so you can watch it? Maybe. That just me- doesn't mean that you have principles. <laughs> that just means you're cheap. Would you be against <laughs> the Disney services if they put a came from the radio on? What, what was that? What? Never mind. Oh. If the Disney streaming service carried us, would you then be against it? Maybe. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Maybe. You, have, you have convenient morals so, at best. So that about does it for this week on the Came From Radio. Join us right here. Every week on this radio station. Miss any part of our show. 
Tough. Go to our website, www.camefromreal.com. Let's talk to me in a week or so. Uh, check us out on our Facebook page. We do a live uh, streaming behind-the-scenes show uh, every uh, Wednesday at 3 p.m. And you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or such places as Overcast, Podcast, iHeart, Google Play, iTunes, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, Podbeans, Player FM, <laughs> Soundcast, Acast, CastBox, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podmus, Luminary, or... <laughs> Just Google It Came From The Radio. We'll see you next week. (laughs) You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.